Hey family, it's your girl Tiffany Real and it's the groove with who? Tiffany Real and we have a caller already. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? How you doing? My name is uh, Jawan. You can call me Joyful J and I'm calling from the city of brotherly love, sisterly affection, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh-oh, it's my Brody who I haven't talked to and I don't know how long. <laughs> Brother Jawan. And yes, I do. I saw you last week on um, Real Men Being Men. And I was like, look at my brother on there. Oh, he's going to be on that show and not going to be on my show? We don't do it like that. No, like, we don't We don't, We don't. don't play like that. So I had, yes, I had to come on. I'm, I'm glad to be here, though. Yeah, and I was happy to see you on there. You look good. You look healthy. You look happy. You know, I'm just happy to um, see you and have you here. And I'm glad that you're joining me today. So... I'm, 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 I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell my audience, for those who may not know who you are, let them know, you know, who you are, what you do, et cetera, et cetera, and then we'll get started. Wonderful. Okay, so again, my name is Jawan. Uh, they call me Joyful Jay, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, again, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What I used to do, I'm actually disabled right now. What I used to do, I was a chemical medicine technician. However, I was in a car accident where... Uh, I became disabled, breaking lots of our bones and things like that. And um, through the grace of God, from 2006, breaking my neck again in 2017, to being here today in 2022, with my little big sister, Tiffany Real, yeah. I'm, I'm beside myself with joy. Oh, gosh. I'm beside myself with joy, too, because I'm, si- I'm sitting here talking to somebody who broke his neck not once, but twice. And still living to tell it. So when I see people complaining about certain things, I just can't co-sign with it because I look at someone like yourself and others and say, if you guys can persevere, anybody can. Absolutely. That's what I tell people. It's only the grace of God that I'm able to do this. Um, you know, I know people who broke their necks who can't move and I still have used an activity of all of my limbs to God be the glory. So I don't, I try not to complain as well because there's even with all the injuries that I have, I have sustained there's still people with a lot worse uh, situations or injuries than I do that's right that's right that's right that's why that's why you're my brother you know what I'm saying that is exactly why because I need people like you to keep me grounded you know when my grandmother passed away and stuff like that it's like she left knowing that I was going to be good because she knew that I met great people like yourself and stuff and even if we don't talk all the time or we don't see each other all the time you're there and I guess she knew that I can leave now because she's in good hands so absolutely, I, I, I can definitely co-sign that because like my mother passed away and um, after she passed um, you know the stars of the cosmos not to get too religious on you guys but the stars of the cosmos they knew that I would need someone like a mother to helps sustain me and I, I met the you know the love of my life and you know now we're happily married um two going on three years now that's right congratulations on that yes 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 and you know i hope the love bug shines on me because i feel like i'm finally ready for it i'm ready to receive it you know it's coming it's coming you know, i tell a lot of people it took a lot of messing up and a lot of breakups and divorces and all that stuff for, for me to be really be ready for the one that um, you know, God really has for me, and now I, I believe I'm ready, and uh, it's showing because there's uh, this fruit here. Yeah, I always, you know, when I got divorced, I was 32 years old, and I okay. and I just knew that I would be married again by the time I ter- turned 40. 
And now I'm. <clears throat> hey, family, it's the groove with Tiffany Real, and we're back with Joyful J. So, how did you get that name? Well, the reason I have that name, and I'm glad you asked that question, is because, like I said, all, all the stuff that I've been through, um, you know, that could eat, uh, you know, the normal person or any normal person would have reason to frown when you're in pain 24 hours a day, seven days a week, some days worse than others, when um, you're not able to uh, uh, function sometimes because you had brain damage or you have brain damage, and things get confusing. So uh, I, I smile anyway because in spite of all of that, uh, just just still being alive, I'm happy. Just mm -hmm. still being able to see my family, that gives me joy. Still being able to, again, talk to my little big sis, uh, right. Tiffany, we're on this fine radio station. Yay. It all brings me joy. Because I'm able to do that, I'm happy. Yay. And so they say, if you're happy, you know it, say amen. 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 <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, talking about life, it made me think about um, some other things. What I really want to talk to you about is um, death. Because you're also a minister, preacher, pastor. Yes. What What title do you use? I'm Minister Jawan uh, P. Robinson. Uh, shout out to my uh, my my home church, uh, New Bethel Holiness Church of Deliverance. Okay. So I wanted to talk about death a little bit because you know recently um, Tracy Braxton, um, Tony Braxton's yeah. sister, she died from esophageal cancer recently, and um, you know a lot of times. It takes things like that to put things into perspective, which people die every day, you know, and, you know, people often try to cheat death or they try to run from death. And, you know, even, you know, we're told like in church or whatever that, you know, you're supposed to cry at a birth and celebrate death. But as we all know, when somebody transitions, we often mourn. And oftentimes when we're sick or we find out we might have diabetes or something, now we want to try to cheat death or try to run from it when it's an inevitable part of life. Yes. So why do you think people run from it even though we all say that dying and going to heaven or whatever is a great thing? Again, such a such a such a great question, my sister. Um, and and, and you know my hypothesis, uh, just like uh, um, so many others, is that, that we're we're afraid. People fear what they what they don't understand, and no one has experienced death, um, or or at least no one that um, is here can truly say they they experienced death. Not many people. I, I can say that because I was told that I am I actually accident. My car accident in 2006, I died twice, but they resuscitated me. Uh, I don't remember that because everything was all dark. A lot of people, I, I believe, are afraid of the inevitable. Uh, we, 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 we experience life and we experience breathing, we experience our eyes open, we experience you know, being able to interact with other people and things of that nature. But no one knows what's, uh, what's after death. I mean, uh, yes, we have books that tell you uh, or make hypotheses like the Bible, like, um, you know, there's so many other other um, books, Quran, all these other things tell you what death is like. Yet, the people who wrote the books are not here to, you know, say it was me because I did it. I've done it. I've been through it. 
So I think we're just afraid of what we um, what we don't. We're back. It's the groove of Tiffany Real and my brother Joyful J. So I'm gonna share a death experience that I had. So um, when I was pregnant with my second son, Terrence, I had him at 24 weeks. He punched his fist through my cervix. He was ready to get out of there. He was like, listen, lady, uh uh-uh, this is not working. So unbeknownst to me, on the way to the hospital, every time we hit a bump, blood was just gushing out. And I remember looking at the paramedic and I asked her, was I okay? And she looked at me and she said that I was fine. But the look on her face told me that I wasn't fine. Mind you, I was very calm. And we get to the emergency room and the doctor checked me and he told the nurse to, you know, put your hand here and don't move it. And they whisked me away to the operating room. And the last thing I remember was them telling me to count backwards from 10. And then I woke up. Now, I was 24 weeks pregnant, so I didn't expect to have a living baby on the other side and you know I was at peace with that because you know at that time I had never heard of a neonatal unit you know premature babies none of that so I expected my son to be you know dead anyway I woke up and they told me that I had a beautiful baby boy and I'm thinking this is crazy well anyway five days later the doctor comes into my room and he told me that Not only was my son not breathing when he was born, but I had stopped breathing for five minutes and he wanted to wait until I got stronger before he told me because he didn't want me to have a relapse. So I looked at him and I said, well, I must have been going to hell because I damn sure didn't see the light. (laughs) 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 But the thing is, You know, when you have these experiences, like you said, you don't know because the last thing that I remember is counting backwards from 10. And I probably didn't even say nine because when they put you under, it just happened so fast. And um, the truth is, you don't know. But it's funny that we're talking about this because even yesterday, I was relaxing all weekend in my bed. And I said, you know what? When you're asleep, you're just laying there. Like, you're literally dead to the world. Anything could be going on around you. Like, my kids coming in my bathroom, stealing my Q-tips and stuff. And I'm oblivious (laughs) to everything that's going on. You know what I'm saying? So, when I think about death, I think about being slumber. Because you don't know what's going on around you when you're asleep. And And that's how... That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you're sleeping, you, uh, uh, and I mean, unless you're, unless you're light, light sleeper, you don't hear anything that's going on around you when you sleep. Right. It's the same, same as that. I mean, again, because I am a minister, the Bible does say you sleep away. Uh, because the way the Bible says the way you sit is death. And um, the gift of God is eternal life. So once you, uh, I guess, you know, pass away, uh, instead of getting that thing because you've given your life, uh, you have that peace, I'll say. There you are. There it is. You have that peace that you know what? Uh, you give your life to a higher power, to a higher being. You feel you trust that wherever he's taking you, the next transition is going to be uh, even better or just as great as it has been uh, on earth, if you will. Right. 
So do you? That's how I look at it. Right. So that's how I look at it too. You know, but at the same time, people are afraid. And you know, when we come back, I want to talk about death because I'm not afraid to die. You know, sometimes okay. I, sometimes I wake up and say, God damn. I made it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, jeez, <laughs> like, why? Why? Not saying that I want to die, but, you know, life is just life. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. Um, and Juwan, I'm so happy. Joyful Jay, I'm so happy that you're here. You know, it's so crazy because no matter how much time passes. Yeah. Whenever we come together, it's like we were just talking the day before. Do you feel the Absolutely. same way? I feel the exact same way. It feels like we just stopped talking just yesterday of uh, the last time we did a broadcast together. So. It, exactly. It's amazing. And that just goes to show, you know, family, friends. Because me, I'm not one to say that I have friends. I, I really don't. You know, if I, if I talk to you, if I connect with you, you're my family. Uh-huh. And okay. we don't have to talk every day or whatever, whatever. If it's genuine, we're always going to come back together. Like, I started a whole new page, and we were able to find each other because it was just meant. The same here. I my, my page was actually hacked, so I had to start another page, and we found each other. Because, again, like you said, once we have, once you, once you build that connection with someone, um, you know, that, that connection, and it's genuine, as you just said, again, it's always going to be that way. Whenever we connect, whenever we uh, talk or, you know, get together, it's always going to be like if time has never lasts because we're that close. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we're talking about death and, you know, a lot of people fear death, which me personally, it is what it is. The, the, the good thing about death, if you can say that, is that when it officially happens, it, it it doesn't happen again. So, like, you and I both, quote-unquote, died and were brought back, right? But when it's really your end time, you're not coming back. So why, why do people fear it so much? I mean, because it's something that you can't control. And a lot of people, like, you don't know when your time is going to end. You could be driving... <laughs> You could be at the grocery store. Whenever it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And so people kill me if (laughs) when like they have bad habits, like they might eat terribly or they might be promiscuous or, you know, as soon as that doctor tells them something's wrong with you, now they want to make this fast correction. But the thing is, whether you make the correction or not, it's not going to prevent the inevitable. And if we're really worrying about, even if you're a healthy person, you could be a vegan, you could be healthy. It doesn't stop that time, that that death date. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to happen. I agree. No matter what. I agree. Like, we all, we all had that birthday as you guys, you talked about your son, how he couldn't wait to get out of there. It was, that was just his time. Mm-hmm. Even though we have that old cycle that we have, men and women, as far as babies are concerned. And when it's that baby's turn to come out, time, he's coming out. And um, the baby wasn't afraid. The parent wasn't afraid. As a matter of fact, we were joyful when the baby came. Right. So in like manner, 
We're, we don't know when our death date is, when our death time is, but we still go throughout the entire day, every single day, uh, uh, with intentions to, to do what needs to be done. That's right. But And we don't take any precautions to stop the day from, from, from ending. We don't take any, uh, we don't try to hold the clock so that the time doesn't, doesn't stop going further. So, but we do that when it comes to life uh, on, you know, on, on this side, instead of transitioning, uh, we wait until, as you just said, to the doctor said something bad when we could have stopped eating all that pork when we were younger. Mm-hmm. If we knew what runs in our family, we could have stopped eating so much butter and sugar uh, that run, if, once we knew that it ran, that sickness runs in our family, but we waited until it's that time to transition because then we're afraid and we're trying to delay the inevitable. Right. And why, why do we do that? Like, I understand. My thing is live and let live. And when we come back, I'm going to give another story about something because we're so busy running from death or being afraid that we don't focus on enjoying life. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Joyful J. So I'm old, so I forgot what I was talking about. (laughs) We're talking about death. Oh, okay. So, so. So I'm going to share a story. So my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, Nana, God bless the dead. She, she would eat whatever she wanted to eat. And this woman was near death so many times. She had cancer, kidney disease, all these other ailments and stuff. And, you know, you get the call and say, you know, Nana's in the hospital. They don't know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And you are sad in your emotions. And then she, you know, miraculously recovered. And I used to always joke. I'd be like, man, Nana ain't never going to die because the devil don't even want her. You know what I'm saying? That was, <laughs> that was the running joke. So... She would get out the hospital and you would call to check on her and she would be like, yeah, I just made some smothered this and smothered that and blah, 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 blah. So finally, I called and I said, you know, Nana, enjoy your life. If, if you want to eat those things, eat those things. However, when you get to these near death experiences, I don't want nobody calling me because the thing is, you get into these emotional roller coasters thinking that your loved one is about to depart and stuff like that and then you get out of these situations and you go back to the same habits just enjoy your life and you know when when it's time is is just time but i don't want to be a part of the emotional roller coaster and when i told her that i don't really know how she felt because we never discussed how she felt but I didn't get any more phone calls. <laughs> I didn't get any more phone calls, which was fine Absolutely. because the only thing that, you know, she really would talk about when I would call is all her ailments. Like you go through the 20 minutes of ailments and then she really didn't have anything else to say. So once we had this conversation, we didn't talk. We didn't talk. Lord have mercy. Well, I guess that's it, Grandma. <laughs> we didn't talk, but the uh, the point that I'm trying to make from it, because it didn't bother me, because I rather talk to somebody who really has something to, to say. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, if you're gonna eat the pork chops, if you're gonna eat Popeyes every day, every week, if you're gonna smoke the cigarettes and all that other stuff, that's fine. Live your life, be happy. 
But when you get that diagnosis or something like that, I just don't like when people say pray for me and all that other stuff because in certain situations, <laughs> this stuff could have been prevented. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because you weren't asking for anybody to pray for you when you was eating a bucket of chicken. You wasn't asking nobody to pray for you when you was drinking till you were throwing up your guts. You weren't asking people to pray when you were doing all these things, participating in all this gluttonous behavior. So therefore, don't ask for my prayers when you're going through whatever you're going through. And I know it might sound harsh, but the thing it is, doesn't. be happy, live your life, do whatever it is you want to do. So that when you are on your deathbed, you can say, you know what? I lived my best life and, and I'm good. What do you have Absolutely. to say about that, so, brother? I, I, I'm, loving the, I'm loving your content right now, sis. Because, uh, and this is just me now. After going through what I went through, the near-death experience I did go through, now I'm just living life. And that's why people, again, call me Joyful Jay. I'm just happy. I'm going to do uh, everything I can, 100%. Why? Because, again, you never know. And because we don't know what's on the other side, even if you've been to church and if you are a believer like myself, you truly don't know because you haven't experienced it. So because I haven't experienced the other side or that thing that 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 black, that dark night, as they say, I'm going to stay in the day and I'm going to just be as happy as I can and want to be all I know how until it is that time for me to transition. So great uh, content. Right, right. And we'll be back. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. It's the Groove with Tiffany Real and my brother Joyful J. And now we're talking about life. You know, when COVID hit, people were so scared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody thought they were going to die. They thought the world was going to end. And they were locked up in their house. They had the lifestyle. Spring. I mean, literally, one day you're living life. And the next day, you're spraying everything. <laughs> you know what I'm Come saying? On. <laughs> you're spraying everything. Yeah. Like, you're allergic to yourself all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? When the day before, you was just regular, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, you know, trying to dismiss the COVID or nothing and stuff. Because people certainly did, you know, transition. And, you know, a lot of lives have been lost and stuff like that. But, again... You know, it's us being afraid. People is taking all the toilet tissue. You know what I'm saying? We got to go outside and get leaves because the neighbors <laughs> got to get yeah. all the toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Charging $10 for a roll. You know, it's just crazy because we live in such fear. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I don't think God lives in fear because the thing is, you, you have to, if you trust and you know me, brother. I'm not no religious person by far. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe I that, you know, all the people that I love, all the people that I respect, most of them are on the other side. So, therefore, uh -huh. I really feel like they give me the drive. I think they give me the fearlessness. I think they give me the, you know, we're going we gonna to get through this. We're going to ride through this. And you don't have uh -huh. to be afraid. But exactly. COVID really showed where a lot of people's true faith lies, you know, because in a lot of instances, God was not in the picture because Say so that. many people were afraid. 
they were afraid of dying. They were afraid. They were afraid. Cancer has always been around. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Lung disease, heart disease, all these things are around. People, the flu, people, thousands and thousands of people die from the flu. But when COVID hit, everybody was afraid. Like, oh my goodness, everybody was afraid. And then what bothered me so much about it, bro, is the manipulation. Because they'll throw yeah. out the numbers. They'll say 100,000 people died, right? So when you hear those numbers, everybody's afraid. But there's almost 400 million people in the country. So when you say 100,000 100, people compared to 300 and something million, the number is really small. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And then if you have, if you look at it, how many of these people would have passed anyway? How many of these people had un- underlying conditions anyway? You know what I'm saying? And people were still dying from the flu, but everything for a while, every time somebody died, it was COVID related. But if you went on a CDC, the CDC would say that the doctors were say- could say that you had COVID even when you did not. So, so I think instead of people doing research, like really doing research, we put our trust and faith of these overseers that come on television and you want to believe everything they're saying when, to be honest with you, a lot of things they were saying was false. I personally, I transported vehicles all over the country during COVID. There were places in the United States that never shut down for COVID. And that's the truth. I was the only one wearing a mask. There were places where they were saying were quote unquote hot spots and they were out there living their best life. Absolutely. So, you know, for me, not being religious affiliated, I trusted in I trusted in God. I trusted in my ancestors and I just went through. You know what I'm saying? Will you get sick? Yes. Can you get sick? Yes. But the thing is, your mindset. A lot of times, it's your mindset that kills you. Thank you, Dad. Because Thank the you, Dad. stress, it causes illness. And if you, you look at people, there's people, and you can agree, brother. When we was younger, people be walking around, had cancer and all that other stuff, and lived a long life. You know what I'm saying? Because Amen. they said, it is what it is, and I'm going to live through it. I'm just going to live until I die. But then you got people walking around with certain things. And as soon as they find out they have it, they wither away. Why? Because of the fear a lot of times. I love love what you you said as far as your mind. I love what you said as far as your mind. Whatever your mind. I mean, I can tell you what what the Bible says and things like that. But I mean, like like when you you think positive, don't you notice that more positive things happen to you? Mm -hmm. But when you think negative, that's when all, you know, you're around more negative people and things like that because... It's the energy you're putting out. It's like a boomerang. Whatever you throw out there or you put out there, that's what you're going to get back in return. If you're putting out fear for everything, then you're going to get fear in return. You're going to get things that's going to scare you. But if you just say, you know what, as you just said, sis, I'm going to live my best life and whatever happens, happens, then you'll see life is so much better when you, and you can enjoy, uh, you can enjoy every moment of every day experience because you're not fearful that something bad is going to happen and I'm going to, leave here you just do it that's right it's the groove with tiffany real
It's the groove with Tiffany Real and my brother, Joyful J. So, what have you been up to? Uh, just just out plays, as you said, living my best life. Um, you know, trying to you know uh, spread a little joy for Jay with anyone who uh, who I come in contact with, and you know, just happily married to the woman of my dreams. So you know, as a single person, right? Yes, ma'am. I I really don't like people like that. So it's hard for me to like I don't like dating. I I don't really like doing nothing. I never really have because meeting people is is always the hardest thing, right? Because you have to go through that I call it honeymoon stage. And everybody wants to be Mr. and Mrs. Nicey and because they want you to like them. You know, and then six months later you find out these this is not the person that you fell in like with. And then you have to start out all over only to find out you don't really like this new person that appeared. So that is my biggest obstacle. That that phase, because me, I'm me. I don't know how to be nobody else. And basically, my memory is not that great. So, you know, I don't want to pretend to be somebody else. Because <laughs> <laughs> how would I have to go through all that? So it's hard. To meet. Hard to remember the name. Yes, and I thought it would be easier as I got older because you would think that people my age, because I'm older than you, but I would think that people my age would be a lot more transparent and a little bit more honest because they're going to want somebody to change their diapers in a few years. But the people my age seem to be just as trifling and just full of lies and deception as the young people. What is that about? You know, I think that everyone's just just defensive now. So many people are defensive where, um, you know, my, my, my family from the country. It's not like back in the day in, the, in, the, in North Carolina and South Carolina and Georgia where everyone you everybody you walk past said hello. Now everyone thinks that you're up to something, you're out to get them. Uh, you know, you try to deceive them so they don't want to be bothered. It's... It's mind-boggling how we've changed from the society where uh, I was just talking with my wife. Every Saturday back in the day, the whole neighborhood would be outside cleaning the whole block. Mm-hmm. Streets, the streets on Saturdays when it got warmer. Now, no one says anything to anyone. You don't even know your neighbor's name. Right. Anymore. Right. And that's, that's sad. That is sad. And it's like, the more we move away from, the more we strive to chase the American dream the more we seem to lose ourselves like you know you can't even like you said you don't even know your neighbor like I was saying in a show when I was on another platform you know if your neighbor didn't have food or whatever you would make sure they ate or if they had a little you had a little y'all put y'all a little together to make a lot you know and now the kids just starving if if you don't got it, you just don't got it. And now your neighbor right. will sit and talk about you like a dog on dog and let you starve. They used to say it takes a village to raise a child, but now the village don't know your child. <laughs> exactly. And don't want to you know, know your child. child. <laughs> Absolutely. The child don't know the village. The village don't know the child. So that's where we've come from living and living our best lives. And now 
um, being afraid to die, we're actually killing ourselves each and every day. Right, right. And, and Philadelphia here is uh, already over 300 homicides, and it's uh, not even half a year over yet. Wow. That is crazy. Already. That is crazy. Yeah. And when we talk come back, we're going to talk about that a little bit. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. It's the groove with Tiffany Real and Joyful J. And, you know, we are talking about, you know, to be honest, our brother's keeper. You know, like you were talking about behind the scenes about all these carjackings and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just so crazy. First of all, it's crazy how desensitized we are as a people. You know, lives don't matter at all. You know, yeah. we want our lives to matter to other people and they don't even matter to us because microwaves are trained raising the kids. You know, people are living their best lives, but they're not taking their families with them. Everything is a solo effort, it seems like. And so you have uh-huh. these young people out here trying to get the bag, whatever they're trying to get, but they don't care nothing about life. So many of their friends die around them and they just keep on going like it's nothing. And even celebrities nowadays, they'll lose a lo- a loved one. And you know, I'm not I'm not judging, but I'll just say this. So Tracy Braxton just died, right? Yeah. A couple of days ago, Tamar was on Instagram half naked posing and all this other stuff. I wouldn't even known her sister was sick. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. And it's no judgment or nothing, but we are just so focused on our lives that we don't take the time to, you know, care about others, how our neighbors are doing. Do you need some assistance? Let's go visit mm-hmm. grandma in a nursing home. Let You know what I'm saying? We just so focused about ourselves. We don't even take the time to enjoy the things or the people that we really have. And it's like, how did we even get to this place? Because I'm 48 and so much has transpired in these 48 years. And I remember being 14, asking my mother, why didn't you just get an abortion? So now at 48, I'm still asking my mom, why why didn't you have an abortion? Because to see how we've gone down as a people, and it seems like the more we're making money and stuff and it seems good on the surface but when you open the book you see that we actually have fallen so much in half a century it's really sad yeah, we've, fallen, we've fallen so far as a people it's, it, 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 uh, my, as you said it's mind boggling we used to love one another we used to um, you know care about one another show charity towards one another like you said if uh, somebody didn't have any food we would take them you know, bags of food and things like that, trying to make sure they got back on their feet. Now, uh, as, as I said earlier, you don't, you won't, you don't even know your neighbor's name. You walk right past the, the guy who lives right next to you uh, in the supermarket. You, you don't even know it's him or who it is because everything's about me, myself, and I. I need it quick. I need it fast. I need it fast. I need it in a hurry. Let me get the bag fast. Let me get the money fast and forget anybody else who's uh, trying or who's in my way. I'm gonna. You know, it's kill or be killed, they say, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're, that's, those are the days and the times that we live in. And, but people are afraid because, like I said, I saw on the news that here in Philadelphia, we're over 300 homicides already. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um, at the same time, the cops, when they, when you hear on the news that the young man or the young person is uh, 
asking for help. They're crying because they don't want to die, but they're willing to do those heinous crimes that could lead to uh, being murdered or being arrested or something, something of that nature. All right. So you know, everything's a microwave society, but people don't want it. People don't want the consequence. Right. When all we have to do is we lived in a flawed system, but the reason the system is allowed to carry on the way it does is because we partake in it. And sometimes yeah. you have to, you know, step back and say, you know, I may live in this country that does my people wrong on a daily basis, but I don't have to be of this system. I can live a simple life. I can go to a small town and live my best life. I can be neighborly to people and I, I don't have to participate in the foolishness. You know, I always say to people, you know, we talking about what we need. Do you need a cell phone? No. Is it convenient to have a cell phone? Yes. But let me tell you, when I was growing up, we didn't have cell phones. If you went out to work or you went out to school and somebody died or something, you didn't know what happened until you came back home. You had to go home and wait for a phone call. You know, yeah. so you we live in this society where we feel we need. No, we don't need. But if you're going to have like we blame the kids for everything that they're seeing. It's not their fault that they're exposed to so many things. Do they need a phone? No, they don't. But if they're going to have a phone, what's wrong with getting them a flip phone? They don't need a phone with internet and all this stuff. They don't need an exactly. iPhone. They just need a phone if in case of emergency. So we blame everybody except ourselves for the... It's the groove with Tiffany Real and my brother Juwan. And man, the time just flies by so fast. And I just want to thank you once again for coming on the show. And this definitely won't be the last time. So thank you for having me. With joy. No problem. No problem. So I guess since you're a minister, do you have any last <laughs> words? And do you want to pray us out? Because, you know, just because I don't go to church, that don't mean that I don't pray or talk to God or whatever. Much, much respect, little big sister. Much respect. Well, the only thing I, I really want to say, um, in, in in closing, is that yes, uh, we 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 all we, we love to live. Every one of us are loving life, and um, even if you don't love it, no one has experienced the other side. So yeah, we may be afraid of it, but there's something that we all must face. Every man, woman, boy, and girl, anyone's listening, um, anyone who's uh, here, just know that there's, uh, you know something on the other side now i can't say if you if you're a believer um you, you know what i what, what you believe if you don't believe in god or anything like that some people believe you just sleep away however whatever the case is you should live your life on on earth here and now so, and in such a way that you can be pleased when it is time to transition or to go to the other side you can say at least i did it my way and i did it to the best of my ability i'm going to pray us out now father god uh, in the matchless name of your son, Yeshua, who is the Christ. We just want to thank you for this time, this opportunity on this podcast for us to converse. Oh, Father, we ask that you just let this be an enlightenment, an enlightening experience for someone uh, to glean from and also to learn from and also to uh, gravitate to so that this can grow, this uh, podcast can grow and uh, it could be informative to the listener and um, everyone could be at ease and informed and what uh, this podcast is uh, supposed to be uh, for. We ask that you continue to bless every man, woman, boy, and girl and continue to keep us uh, in your son's name. We pray for you. Thank you, Father. And amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you and um, 
I can't wait to see what you and your queen got coming up. And um, I just want to tell everybody, thank you for listening. And, you know, say you love somebody sometimes. You know, pick up the phone. If you mad at somebody, forgive them. You know, you don't got to mess with them. You ain't got to even talk to them no more. But just forgive them in your heart so you can be stress-free. Um, and remember that it takes a village to get things done. It's your girl, Tiffany Real. I love you guys. Have a safe evening. And I'm out. Peace. <laughs>